Hey guys, just want to give a big shout out to Shark from Bravery Cafe for allowing me to film at the cafe in such short notice. Thank you, Shark. And if you guys haven't been to Bravery, please make your way down. The food is really good. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Misfits. This is where I speak to the troublemakers, rebels, and mavericks. These are the folks who see things differently, who have gone off the beaten path and found their pursuit, all living under one roof, Singapore. Oh, and today we have a good friend of mine, uh, Jeremy Tong. is actually an old friend from the army days. So Jeremy is a traveler, adventurer, and a mountaineer. So he has conquered many peaks throughout his 12 years of climbing. And some of these mountains include Mera Peak in Nepal, Aconcagua, I hope I pronounced it correctly, in Argentina, Lenning Peak at Kazakhstan, and he's currently plodding his way to the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. So in this interview, we spoke about his journey, epic failures, lesson learned, and societal pressure he faced on his way to conquering some of the highest and most treacherous mountain in the world. Thank you so much for coming. Bro, it's been a while. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> okay, so we met sometime a few years ago mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Army actually. Yeah. Um, when I was in <laughs> the recce unit. Yep. <laughs> Do you remember how we first met? Like, in what circumstances? I was, what was I doing? What were you? Okay, so I, I got a feeling uh, that you, I was trying to, I think I was trying to shred some paper. I, I'm not sure. I'm not very sure how, how we all met. Okay. But it was, uh, I was, you were in the admin office. And then I ran, I came down. And was I in my ticket? Probably, yeah. Probably. <laughs> and then I, I was trying to print something and then I had right. to hand it to you. I was like, hey, what's your name, my brain? Oh, okay, nice to meet you. Wait, were, you, were you with Zheng Yi and... We are probably Vishnu, Vishnu and Zheng Yi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. I know. I just want, I'm just curious because it's like how... It's been a while since uh, we are both in the army. And I just remember army was, 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 a, was fun. Uh. Yeah, how, how do you find me as a person? Because uh, later I'll tell you how I find you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um... That YOLO, you know YOLO? YOLO? Yeah, that's, that's what you are, bro. <laughs> Why? How, what do you, like, what did I do that? We have very similar traits. Yeah. As in, we, we, we have our own passion and stuff like that. But I guess you, your passion is a bit different. And yours is, uh, I mean, as a wedding planner, it's also something interesting. Like. But you, you didn't know that I was I, a wedding... I, but I just know that you wanted to travel to South America. Correct. That, that's all I, I knew. And you were doing it. And I, I did it first. Oh, and, yes. and then after which... You went and so right. you went ahead with your plan, but yours was a longer period of time. How long do you went for the last time? Uh, for about uh, three months or two months, two okay. and a half months. Yeah, I always. Yeah, yours was. Yeah, it was a year, a year, a fourteen months. Yeah. <laughs> was way longer. <laughs> so yeah. basically, I think I remember um, when we are in Nami together, uh, which I usually am in my PDK <laughs> in my office. Um, you'll be either asking people for money. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to get the sponsors for that. Yeah, well. um, yeah, and then you'll be in the computer lab on top of me, like designing a thing. 
Then you're going to the officer room to ask. Pitch my to pitch your pitch, proposal. Right? Yeah, exactly. Was, and you have like, and, and also you I pitch had a proposal. It, and yeah, correct. Like you pitch you ask too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't donate. I did. <laughs> did not donate, bro. I did not donate. Are you sure? Are you hundred percent? Yeah, hundred percent. I have the list. Yeah. I was I was earning three hundred, four hundred dollars only, while you were earning a thousand dollars. That's true. That's true. But but it's okay. We we managed. Oh, you mentioned. So, what was that um, donation for back then? That was just to fund the trip, uh, and uh, it was uh, to represent the combat intelligence school. Yeah. So that was like I'm trying to get some sponsorships from the senior officers, and that right. was it. Yeah. And that was for your three months South America yeah. trip. And so part of it was to train to climb so some mountains and here and there. That's pretty much as much I know you from then to now. Yeah. Maybe you can give me like a three minutes of like timeline of like. If your life, like what happened from then to there. Wow, okay. From the time yeah, we... Like school, school, school. I started out mountaining and then I went to work here. Then, yeah, three minutes. So, uh, after army, uh, I started climbing like uh, in different places in China. And then I went to in Bolivia. And then I, I went, I went, after that, I went to, went to school. So, I, got a, I went to do my U, uh, NTU. And then I, uh, through the four years, I was just keep climbing around the world, Nepal, India, and then uh, I failed a couple of times, like quite a number of times, like four to five times, and then, yeah, I failed, and then epic fail, uh, like almost, like, almost uh, very, very difficult times. It's not, it's not like you're going to die kind uh, of fail? Uh, certain portions, sometimes, yes, but uh, it was, uh, it was different situations, lah. yeah, and, uh, and then after that, uh, I kept climbing, and then, and then I went for one of the expeditions, and I thought, okay, maybe I should try for Everest, Mount Everest. So, and then the, 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 the thought started to play in my head and then I started to think of the, uh, many other people who have climbed it in Singapore and then I thought, maybe I can, I can be just like them. So then I wanted to do something for a good cause and one of my uncles, he actually had cancer. So that's why I decided to, to, to twist my expedition to, to, to do it for cancer. So the cause became to climb for cancer and uh, that's how it all ended up. Uh, and right now, that's what I'm doing now. I'm training to climb Everest. From wanting the idea to right now, how long ago was that? About one to one to one and a one and a half years. I was starting to think about it. Yeah, and then I, I put it put the plan into action. About, probably about eight months ago. And then I, I sit down and I plan out everything what I want to do. And then and then that's that's how it is now. Yeah. But before that, what was the plan before Everest? I mean, like. There was a sort of like two year goal, right? Yep. And then sort of Everest came into it. Yeah. So my plan was always to, to try and climb higher and higher. So I started doing 5,000 meters and then I did 6,000 and then I failed a couple of times at trying to reach the 6,000 meter peak the standard. Yep. And then uh, after that, I, uh, I, I managed to summit one of the mountains and then I went on to try a 7,000 meter peak and then I submitted that. And then that's when I decided that uh, I, I think I'm, I'm good enough I passed the, the qualification mark and I decided to try for Everest. And is Everest the, the pinnacle? Is it, is it like 8,000? Uh, it is. It is okay. uh, it's almost 9,000 meters. It's the highest in the world. It's uh, 8,848 meters. So it is to many people, especially in Singapore or in the world, people only know Everest yeah. so the, it, because it's the highest in the world. So that is my, one of my dreams to climb it. But of course, after Everest, then there, there might be other plans, you know, you never know, yeah.
Yeah. If I survive it. Oh. <laughs> if I survive it. Yeah, well, you talk, you spoke about the epic fails in, is it Nepal? Yeah, Nepal, what India. Ha- what happened there? And it's only it's a few times and it's continuously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. So I actually climbed in Bolivia, uh, one of the very first few mountains and it was about 6,400 meters. 6,400 meters. And uh, we, I suffered a, a serious case of uh, altitude sickness where you get headaches and vomiting and nausea about 5,600 meters. So at that point in time, I thought, okay, my climbing career is like, I, I think I'm not, I'm not suited for this. And so I wanted to try again. I went to India and then, and then I climbed this mountain without any guides with my friend. And we also failed epically. Uh, same problem? Same, different problem. This time I was acclimatized. But we, when we went for the summit, we didn't go with breakfast. We, we just went up like a hero. Oh. And we just went, went up. Yeah. Right. So uh, straight up uh, to the summit and then uh, we, we turned back halfway. Oh. Yeah. That was the second failure. And then there was a third failure in Nepal. And what your friend yeah. actually wanted to go up. Was yeah, more he, like, was, he, was, was he was ahead of me. Okay. And then uh, I was trotting at the back behind him. And then as, as we were walking and then he said, okay, I have had enough. I'm, I'm done. You yeah, or him? He, he said he had enough. Okay. So I, then when he told me that, I also thought to myself, I'm so done because I'm <laughs> too tired. Yeah, because it was like, uh, we started off like at around 11 p.m. Yeah. From the base camp. Yeah. And it was around uh, 5, 6 a.m. That, that time, or, okay. six, or 7 a.m. So it's most probably about almost uh, nine hours of, okay. of climbing already. Right, yes. And then we, we decided, okay, we're going to, we're still going to be another nine hours to, come, to go all the way up and come down. So if we went out, we'd probably be too tired and yeah. uh, we decided the, the best decision is to, to turn back around. Right, you don't even think of like resting. No. Rested a bit, oh, okay. but the more you rest, the, the, the worse you get, you know. So it's best uh, you, you make a decision on the spot and then, and then wow. you make your way, yeah. So you took some Indian photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had made two trips to India. So oh. the, the mountain that I filled in, I went back the next year oh, to climb it. To climb it and research. And that was the mountain and you that... breakfast this time. This time we had breakfast. <laughs> We had, we went prepared with guys and everything, okay. and with a team of uh, ladies. Oh. I was leading a group of girls. I mean, uh, ladies, and they were right. really strong. They were really strong. Yeah, but only one submitted with me. Yeah, so two and of this us. Time, what made you think that you could climb that mountain versus yeah. the last time? Kind of pissed off. <laughs> like I, 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 I didn't. We didn't make it. Right. And we. And we, it was the breakfast. We, it's it like, was, this yeah, time we're gonna wake up. breakfast. Gonna eat breakfast. <laughs> we're gonna go prepared. Bring water. And okay. you're gonna go prepare with the, the right amount of equipment, right. and uh, with the guys and everything. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So I was I was determined <laughs> to get it done. Yeah. I mean, if you want to feel once, you don't want to feel twice. You know, once beaten, twice shy. So which I try to get it. And like what, like for the first time versus this time round, if you were to do it again the first time, what would you have done different? And do you think that the thing that you have done different would be able to get you to the summit? Other than breakfast, right? Yeah. Okay, so I guess uh, preparation, mental preparation, because we went there, uh, we started the trip from Kolkata, Kolkata, which is the the east side of India, and then we took the train, and then I think it was uh, the basically the the we had a lot of time that we were not doing anything, mm-hmm. and we were just traveling. Oh. So what I what I what I learned from that experience was that uh, I always go into a, a climb, having trained to the max. And then flying straight to the place and climb it, rather than having some uh, like R and R before the trip, because then your your training is not useful. I train a lot for the mental side, 
of things for that trip. So I, I actually uh, did all the longer runs and a lot of training for the staircases and stuff before I went for that trip, just to make sure that I was. Uh, Can you tell me some of your your training routines like? Versus back then, like you no, know, like a year ago, versus yeah. like now, right? Oh, yeah. a year ago. So a year ago, my training was like, uh, like uh, I think the the before expedition, I'll just do maybe a, I must have completed like ten kilometers run. Okay. Uh, and then maybe a, like a like a ten sets of uh, twenty four stories of buildings of HDB okay. stats. And it's all in yeah. one week or like it's one within, day. Like a one one week kind oh, of week. program. But now my, my program is a bit more extensive. So oh, now wow. I, I train like uh, I, I I just came back. Yeah. So I'm from Philippines. So my training I started on Monday, uh, and then uh, I started off in the morning. I had a, a long run, a short run actually six kilometers. Six kilometers. And then in the in the afternoon I went for a swim a and swim. also a cycling. Uh, so I did basically I did like a triathlon training, okay. just to to get my game into the. Into training mode again, right, right. And then, uh, then stairs. some stairs. Stairs will be another one. Oh, okay. So stairs will be like I, I'm probably clocking about the uh, uh, twelve stories of thirty-one, twelve, twelve sets of thirty-one stories. Oh wow! So like yeah, you found a, a backpack, a, you found a taller building. Yeah, so a taller building, and then <laughs> up and down, up and down with a backpack right. and uh, ankle weights as and well. And how many yeah. like how many times do you do it like a day like like that's the one set. You do like three sets a day, or so the, I have to do like basically uh, twelve sets. Uh. twelve sets a day. Twelve sets of no, as in of 12, thirty-one stories. Yes, correct. That but that's within like three hours. You will get it done in three hours. Oh, but yeah. How heavy was your pack? Depends. Sometimes you start small, so about twelve kilograms, oh, okay. and then you can push all the way to about eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, eighteen twenty kilos. Yeah, that's the max I will go. Is that the same regimen you're gonna do for Everest? Yeah, that's that's what I'm already doing. So yeah, so that is the plan, and then and every every day. Uh, not every day. Maybe okay. uh, I have three days of training. Yeah. One day of rest, another three days of training. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like a. I have one day rest in between. Yeah. yeah that is yeah, enough right. enough for me. Yeah. Oh wow! I mean, now the training seems a bit more like tough, especially back then. It was like one week, yeah. and you only have like this amount, and this is like three days, yeah. and you're doing more than what you did one week before. Um, that was last year. Um. Wow, so three epic failures. Maybe four. Four? Or five. Uh, five? So India, I, I failed once. Nepal, okay. I failed three times. Oh, Nepal, you failed three times? Yeah. I, in, you actually, keep going. The, the truth is, in Nepal, I never had a, a summit. I never submitted a mountain. I have climbed uh, three times in Nepal. Three mountains. Okay. And all of them, I have never submitted. I, I was this close to the summit most of the time. Uh, like, uh, depends. It depends on... Sometimes, because I always climb at the wrong timing. I always climb in winter. Oh, so that is Why, was very it the flag, cool. Was the flag no, because it's my it's my school period of holidays. Oh, that's. Are you still studying? Or you're done? I graduated. Early. Okay, so yeah, you can go. I'm somewhere. done. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. So that's the plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So usually I go in December to yeah. climb. That is winter. Uh, it's usually usually very much colder in Nepal. Uh, so the temperatures will really deep a lot more. How? Um, we're looking at maybe about minus twenty, minus thirty. Minus twenty, minus thirty. Yeah. That's yeah. Is that snow? Yes, you're climbing on snow. Huh? Yeah. Also, you're climbing on snow. Yeah, it's all snow, snow mountains, and snow and rock. Snow and rock. Yeah, and then it's even worse because uh, in winter, because yeah. the wind is stronger, right? The, the snow freezes, becomes ice. So, oh, so you it becomes have the, trickier. The... the crampons. Okay. Yeah, it's the spikes. Yeah. But if you were to go summer, then there wouldn't be snow. 
Uh, there will still be snow. Oh, there will still be snow. There will hundred percent be snow, but the the conditions are different in terms of the wind, right. in terms of the temperature, it will dip a little bit. Uh, not so not so cool in in uh, summer. Yeah. So after that, the after the five time of like continuous failure, yeah. the success was the one back in um, uh, is it India. Uh no. So I I yeah. So I succeeded in India the second yeah. round. Yeah. And then I, I went to I went to Africa to climb Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. Uh, that's one of the seven summits. So I yeah. climbed that wow. uh, with two friends. We submitted that. Yeah, no guys. With guys. Oh, with guys. With guys. Now yeah. You know. So I, I learned I learned I learned the trick to it. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah. And then after which I went to Kyrgyzstan. 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 And then, oh, that's the one. Uh, that recent, is the, the most the, recent one. No, the second most recent one. Okay. Yeah. So that one that's... we submitted. Yeah. I submitted with my friend, two of us. Yeah. Uh, and we were the with guy. Yes. Uh, two guys, in fact. <laughs> two guys. Amazing because. Why did he two guys? Okay, so uh, basically, what happened was interesting was the right. one of the guys. He, the, okay, so we we all took turns to to fall sick. Oh. So the, the guys the guys came back and then he, he. So in the end, we had two guys because one of them fell sick and he got replaced by another oh, guy. Oh, you guys, you guys didn't fall sick. Uh, we also fell oh, sick. You fell sick so too. I fell sick. My guy fell sick first, then he got replaced by another guy. Okay. I fell sick. Uh huh. And then my friend fell sick, and uh. then the, the next guy fell sick, and then after that they all. Came back and then we had four of us. Do you have enough time to recover to climb? The expedition is about twenty-one days. Oh, so we had time to go back to base camp, rest, and then uh, go back. Usually, again. And usually, is for that place in uh, Kilimanjaro. Uh, oh, sorry, landing peak is always twenty-one days. Like uh, quite standard. Depends. Sometimes you can drag even longer if you are not so. So twenty-one is the shortest. The uh, optimal is the normal. Yeah, you can do it lesser. Some people can do it within like, uh, I think about uh, 15 days or 16 days. I never know. I thought it's like a four days thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is usually very long. Uh, yeah, usually okay. a long time. So maybe you want to break down to me how does like 21 days sort of like... Okay. So yeah. uh, how it works usually is uh, you, have, uh, you have to climb up to a certain campsite. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you have to climb to Camp 3. Yeah, so camp one, camp two, and then camp three, yep. and then following which you descend all the way down to base camp. Oh. So you go back down to base camp, and you take a rest. Yeah. A uh, proper rest. Uh, proper rest is like proper rest is like two to three days, okay. and then you go back up all the way up to camp three, and then you try for the summit from camp three. Oh, that's an example of how it works. Why don't you rest at camp three? So usually the 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 the, the golden rule of climbing is yeah. you always climb high, and you sleep low. So because when you sleep lower, the oxygen is more, more so you will have uh, a better way of uh, recovering uh, recovering your, your energy so you can recover faster and then you get stronger so if, rather than you climb so high and then there are less, there's lesser oxygen on the top right and then you cannot recover uh, so so well and so like for from like one to three how long does it take uh, so one to three takes approximately about eight days and then three to base camp and then another two days down Rest. And then all the way up again, eight days, and then summit, and then all the way down again. So about twenty days. So, like your but your base camp is at the the altitude level is at level like uh, camp one side, camp side two or base camp. Yeah, the base camp. Base camp is lower than camp one. So oh, base really? camp is sometimes depends, but for that mountain, uh, is about uh, three thousand five. Okay. Around there, and then camp one is at four thousand two. And then another I think. So you're literally climbing back to camp one, then back to base camp. Yes. So all the way up and all the way down. But th- for that trip, we didn't go back to base camp. We didn't. We just stayed at camp one. Yeah, because camp one is fine. It, it's quite. Good yeah, it's, it's quite. Uh, it's quite provided for. Okay, I mean, there's enough food and. There's enough food and uh, services are available and stuff like that. This is at where? This is in Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, I never okay. been to Kyrgyzstan. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Because it's like beautiful all the 
Yeah, yeah all right. Central I, I, Asia, uh, Kazakhstan, and Uzbekistan. Yeah. And and you know how how tell me tell me about the country. I, I mean like it's just me personally. So it was ex-Soviet Union. Okay. Uh, so the people there they speak a bit of Kyrgyz language. Kyrgyz. Yeah, and wow. also like they speak Russian. Oh, Russian. Yeah. So, so very rough. Very yeah. They they sound very scary. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, it's very cool because uh, but it's a bit uh, like a developing country, okay. Because uh, they they don't have much infrastructure and stuff like they that. Don't. Yeah, or they only have all beautiful mountains and uh, yeah, they have and it's all Muslim countries. Oh, so Uzbekistan, yeah, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, uh, Kyrgyzstan, right. Uh, all of the Afghanistan is all the Muslim. So no alcohol, no pork. But apparently they are a bit not they are a bit liberated, so they are oh. not so oh, yeah. They 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 almost, I think they are fine with alcohol. Yeah. They, I don't see them drinking, but oh, it's it's sold in. They, they sell it there. Yeah, they sell it. Yeah. And is it the special alcohol that they? Uh, uh I didn't try it. But no, you didn't try. Because, oh, yeah, because when I was there, climbing, my my climbing uh expedition was with a Russian company. Okay. So it was run by Russians. Oh. Yeah. So the base camp is they all have a lot of vodka, Russian vodka. Also, there is already. There is already there. Yeah. So I didn't really try the, but the, is the it, local. Is, what's it meant for? You, you should you try? I mean, because you're resting, right? I drank it halfway through okay. because the Russians offered me, so I I had no choice but to <laughs> to drink it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is okay. So after that, then the most recent one that would be uh, the one in Argentina. It's also another seven summit. So I tried that yeah. uh, with a friend of mine, two of us, and then uh, and then he fell sick. Yeah. He fell really sick, and uh, he had to. He had to give up, so he went all the way back, and I went for the summit alone. I tried it alone. No guide. No guides, nothing. Any... We, we didn't. I didn't submit. I turned back halfway. Yeah, I was feeling good. I was feeling. I was feeling very strong. But why did you? But not I, I figured that uh, the the because I was going from camp three. Usually uh-huh. people go from camp uh, four. Oh. Yeah. So. Why you, oh, you didn't have time. I my 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 tent was in camp three. We we pitched the tent at camp three. And one person to bring the tent up to camp four, I didn't want to do it. Oh. So I, I ran for the summit from there. But I was very close. Oh. I could see it. You could see it. But I turned back. Yeah, because I knew that if I went for the summit, it'd be uh, hard to come it, down. I, I do not and know. And plus, you're one yeah. person. And one person, no guys. And, yeah. Uh, I and was, but I was feeling strong, but I just felt that it was Maybe the right decision to turn it back. It was a very risky. It was a risky move. Hey, so can I ask why mountaineering? Can you tell us what have you tried and that leads to. My very first mountain was in secondary two when I was fourteen. Is it the one in Malaysia? Yeah, in Malaysia. So that was a it's called Gunung Ledang, Mount Ophir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I climbed it with some uh, some boys uh, when I was in NCC yeah. uh, CCA. I liked the experience because mm-hmm. it was camping and stuff like yeah. that. And then the sunrise, we saw the sunrise, and it's something that I, I felt was manageable. Mm-hmm. It was something. It's not something that I was struggling with. But it was something that I was I was able to do it yeah. and do it well, yeah. and then I went on to uh, Kinabalu, Mount Kinabalu. Kinabalu in Site Four. I went for that trip with the school, yeah. and then that kind of sealed the deal oh. uh, with what I wanted to do, sort ah. of, sort of. So when I was Site Four, and then I, I graduated from O levels, and then yeah. I had to choose because I had I completed my O levels, and then I, oh. I I did quite okay, oh. but I decided to choose to go to a polytechnic. I went to Republic Poly. To do, to do a diploma in outdoor and adventure, oh, yeah. Is that it is. I was the pioneer batch, oh. so it was a. It's also another risk. So I took the risk that oh. I wanted to do something different because yeah. everybody from my class, we were the top class, one of the top class, uh-huh. and everybody went to junior colleges and stuff like that. I was the only one that made the decision to to do something different. Wow. 
Your mom supported you? My mom, she, she's very supportive. Actually, she does support whatever I want to do. Yeah, she yeah, doesn't yeah. make the decisions for me. That's very nice. So, so I, I, I sort of have the, the choice, yeah. the autonomy to do whatever I want to do. And then after which I, I joined, I tried doing all the different types of CCA to experience what is it like. Like I, I did rock climbing. Yeah. So I was in the bouldering club. And then I did the trekking. Trekking. And then I, I thought, I want to mix it up together. Yeah. So I, I wanted to do like mountaineering. So I joined the mountaineering club in, uh, in, in, in RP. From there onwards, I, I wanted to do this. Uh, what made you choose, I mean, when you're in RP and also now, right, as a career? For me, it was uh, trying to explore uh, what I had inside. Uh, because when you're climbing, you, you experience a lot of different things. Like you experience, uh, uh, you're short of breath. Okay. Uh, you are so tired, you can't think properly, and then the oxygen is so little. It, and, and it's not something that everybody likes. Because you must be, you must be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that is not something that uh, normal people would be comfortable with. Yeah, and, and that was something that I felt that I could do, I could endure this. Yeah. And it's something that I, I, I liked. Uh, yeah. Until to see how far I can push yes. my physical and uh, mental limits. Uh. And so that's why I decided I'm going to try even bigger mountains and, and see how far I can push the boundaries. From climbing Mount Ophir to Everest right now, what has your view of mountaineering changed? You know, like the business. Now you know the business side, the marketing side, the, the raising fund side. Um, I mean, this is just for people who maybe want to be like you, to climb Everest or to want to choose it as a career. Um, so you are a few steps ahead of, of them. What would you tell them from where you see right now? I would uh, advise them to, 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 to put both feet in, in whatever that they want to do. Uh, if they want to do climbing, then uh, don't be afraid. Because if you, have, if you have one feet at the back, you're probably going to be doing some mistakes. And, and in climbing, you need to have full concentration and focus on what you're doing. Uh, having the fact that there is, uh, there is a business side that means you have to raise funds and stuff like that. Yes. It is kind of tough because it, it is not something that you do on a normal climb. Normal climb, you just pay money yep. and you go and you go and climb the mountain. Yep. But Mount Everest is such a big mountain that, uh, I mean, if you are a normal guy like me from a normal background, you're probably not able to, not, not able to have the money to, to fund it yourself. Yes. So it's going to be a lot of uh, effort. And for me, to me, Raising funds is even more tougher than I think climbing a mountain, I guess. So if I can raise that money, right? right. I think climbing a mountain will be sort of easier in the sense that I know I'm already, I've already done my job. Okay. I've raised the money. How much are you looking at? We're looking at about uh, 60000 to $80,000. Sixty to 80000 Yeah, what, Singapore dollars. How, how can you break? Like what is the break, breakdown of 80000 uh, so 11000 US. Yeah. Is for the like, permit. It's permit. Oh, permit. Permit. So okay. you pay the government what? That, that amount of money. Eleven thousand. Yeah. So I don't want to say anything bad, but uh, <laughs> but Nepal is it is the money is goes to the government. So okay. that's what they, they that's what okay. they make money from. Right, right, right. Permits. Yeah. Sure. And then the rest of it is all uh, services that you pay for the guides, you pay for the sherpas, you pay for the porters to bring in the stuff, and then from then onwards, the and so the fi the rope fixing. So they will fix the rope all the way up the mountain. So because it's such a big mountain, the, the, the scale of it is immense. So there'll be a whole huge group of Sherpas to fix all the rope all the way up. So that, that requires a lot of money. You pay the Sherpas to, to risk their life to do it. And they, they earn a lot of money from there as well. Yeah. 
because other people have climbed before, isn't there like infrastructures already sort of? No, because ev- after every season, everything gets taken down. That means like, for example, like I, I run a, a company yep. and I, I run the, the program for Everest. Yep. After the season ends, the base, the, the tents, the toilets, everything is taken down. Oh. So there's nothing left in Why? base camp. Because uh, for environment, I guess, the, the nearest place that has infrastructure is uh, uh, further down the mountain. It's a tea house. So they have infrastructure there. They have toilets and they have a hotel and stuff like that. Yeah, but at base camp, everything gets fixed and everything gets taken down. And so that's why you pay so much. You pay yeah. for the kitchen tent, pay for toilet tent, blah, 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 your own personal tent. Right. Saying that like in today's generation, when we climb Everest, it's way easier than people who are like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> and they probably don't have the equipment that we have. You're like, oh, light bags and like super sleeping bag. And it's like... Now it's like you're literally wearing the sleeping bag on yourself. It's called a down suit. Oh. It's like a down suit. You wear the, the down jacket, but yeah. it's a full suit all the way down to your ankles. Uh-huh. So it's full of uh, feather. So you feel warm as, you, as, you're, as you're walking. So those, is that, those equipment is different from back in the day. So you where, just sleep yeah. with your, your clothes not, on? Not all the time, but, <laughs> but if, you, if you feel comfortable, you can sleep with it on the mountain. But no, at higher camps, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, and so the and the equipment is all different. The yeah, the balaclava and everything, the goggles and everything. Yeah, and and the boots are of course much different from the past. Last time it used to be leather boots. Heavier. Yeah, now it's like double plastic boots. So it comes with the gaiters and stuff like that. Also, it's like waterproof. It's waterproof all the way up to your knees. So it's it's way different from. I mean, even the oxygen oxygen bottles uh-huh. are different in in terms of weight, in oh. terms of the the efficiency of the oxygen, how it comes in. And like. We're talking about this like, you know, it's like 100 years back. Is it like just 20 years back? 50 years back. Okay. 1953. This Those were the very first time they, they submitted Everest. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and how did they, was, were they sponsored? Was that North Face? No, 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 no nothing, <laughs> nothing. They, they were doing it uh, for nationalistic uh, uh, purposes. Wow. And, and the Sherpas, they maybe have, maybe... They, yeah, they, they, in fact, the first two climbers that submitted Everest yep. is Edmund Hillary and uh, Tenzing Norgay. So these are, they were a team. So okay. this guy is from New Zealand and this guy is from uh, Nepal. So they were one team. They oh, made wow. the summit. And they were good friends. I don't know. No, they, 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 both of them passed away already. Passed away. But they were, they were best friends. Yeah. I mean, they, they, he, he, even he contributed a lot to Nepal after the climb. Like in terms of, in terms of uh, education, he has a school named after him, okay. and and those are schools for the Sherpas, for the Kumbu region of people, yeah. for the Sherpa people, yeah. So his school is still existing now. I don't know if this question applies to you or not, because it actually really doesn't apply to me too. Um, Sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, the question is, um, what's the toughest period of your life, and you know, like what do you, did you attribute to to got through it? I mean, my life has been pretty smooth sailing. I don't think I have like big thing that, you know, versus other people. Do you have anything or do you, or you think it's quite, other than the epic fail that you spoke about? Yeah. For me, it has been, uh, it's pretty smooth. Uh, I've, I've come from a normal background. I, I studied hard yeah. in my school. Uh, and I, I realized that education is important for me, yeah. but it's not the most important. The most important is to follow your passion. So that's where I am right now. Uh, I guess uh, the difficult period was, nah, not really. I don't really have, I think the probably yeah, is, if you're going to look at the difficult period, it's probably now. Because now I'm not, I'm not working. <laughs> I have no money. Yep. What I'm doing is I'm, uh, I'm just uh, trying to find my sponsors. and that, that is tough. 
that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then uh, surviving on just basic, yes. and then training, training hard also. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that is to me. Is that's your quite challenging. Parents, uh, supporting me? Yeah, they, uh, you know? sort of. But my mom quit a job, so now oh. I, I'm like I I don't really have a allowance, so I'm just trying to survive by working part time here and there. Well, I, I will, will link to your thing after. <laughs> Hopefully, you edit this video really quickly and yeah, people can sponsor you. Do you start a Kickstarter? Maybe? No, I didn't start it. Okay. But let's, let's look for a title sponsor first, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think this question is also sort of explained about SMU and, you know, basically, it's asking about now you finish SMU, right? And all your friends probably have really gotten like jobs that pays them money that they can afford, nice meals. Uh, and movies and go Korea and you know buy nice things. Do you feel pressure at any point of time? No, definitely not. Hundred percent no. 100% not. You, know, you know why? Yeah, why? Because I made the decision to 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 start yes. doing something different. Yeah. And that is something that you only young ones. You only can do it once. If you get maybe yeah, when you get a children, you get your your mar- you get married. Yes. How are you gonna climb? You're not gonna climb. So you want to do it? Do it now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So I, I won't be the one regretting it. They will be the ones regretting it. Um, so I think let's move on to like relationship. So you're a really passionate person um, in terms of like uh, living your passion, living the life that you want to live. Not just in sports also, but also in your relationship. Um, and you told me, correct me if I'm wrong, it's six years. Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Oh. Yeah, we've been together for eight years. Yeah. yeah well, how uh, how did you do it? <laughs> and tell me this. Tell me like a, a short story, like a. Okay. Oh no, How we started or what? How you oh, started okay. and then how the like. Like the relationship. Last, okay, yeah. so, so uh, we met in Poly. Yeah. She was a climber. Oh, okay. I'm so a climber. Good. Yeah, she trashed me. She trashed you? She trashed me, man. Yeah, she's, oh. she's way stronger than me at a point of time. Oh. So oh. we were trekking oh. we were trekking this mountain and uh, Gunung Kerinci in Indonesia. Okay. The highest volcano in Indonesia. Yeah. And then uh, the three of us submitted. Me, her, and another, uh, my friend. Yes. So she was way ahead of me and yeah. I felt, wow, this girl was really strong. <laughs> And uh, I mean, she's beautiful also. Yeah. So you know, if I if I admire her to the point of time where I decide okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her out right. So that's how it all started. Yeah. So how was it like? What was the first date situation? Uh, first date was awkward. In the rock climbing gym. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> I, I decided to try things to do a bit normal. Okay. Okay. What so was I thought, okay, let's Starbucks. go for let's go for a movie. A movie. Okay. Yeah, because I I'm a climber, right? So I thought, okay, let's do something normal, movie. Yeah. Date and uh, have dinner. Have dinner. Yeah. So yeah. So I just wanted to get some, like you know, ask her some stuff, yeah. and then, and then uh, yeah. So that, it was a simple date. Okay. And, uh, and then after that, we went other doing other stuff like picnics and stuff because I wasn't really that kind of movies and right, no, dinner. No. Now now I'm sometimes no, I do it a bit, no, but I but <laughs> I still prefer to go and do picnics and uh, something more. Outdoorsy yes. rather than in the. Well, Singapore, where do you mall. go? Where do you go picnic? Botanic Gardens, UNESCO Heritage Site, bro. Oh yeah. uh, yes, I know that. But like, is there a spot like that you go? It's a secret spot. Oh, it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, it's not. It's uh, just it's near the, the, the Victoria Hall, right? There's it, a hall there, then that's where everybody is. It is near the where they yeah. It's where the they always this there's this uh, pond, pond, and then there's this theater or something like yes, that. Yes. It's opposite. We usually have it. We just okay. Also, it's not like a, a, a secluded spot, no. It's like just set the mat and just oh. chill. Up. Oh, okay. I thought I really got a secret spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's plans after? I mean, it sounds very far away, but you know, after Everest. So, uh, actually, it's a secret. It's a secret. Okay. Then but we but 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 it. we can. I can just lay a out little a little bit. Yeah. So, 
most of the people that climb Everest, yes. they look beyond Everest. Yeah. Uh, they look at the seven summits. Which you really did a few. I've done uh, Kilimanjaro. Yeah. I've tried Aconcagua. I'll, yeah. I'll probably go again this year. Oh, again. If my uh, because my funding is, I secured some funding, yeah. so I can I'll probably do it again Aconcagua in Argentina, and then there's also the other peaks in North America, uh, and then there's one in uh, Australia, Papua New Guinea. So I'm going to go and try the one in Australia as well this this December. So I'll take off a few first so that when I climb Everest. It'll be easier to finish it off. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I plan to be the youngest Southeast Asian to complete it. Oh. The seven summits. What is the youngest? Uh... I think it's like 20, it's 28 or something like that as of now. So if I'm, if I'm going to rush, I can, I can probably clear it before 27. And that would be the plan? Uh, of course, I have bigger plans, but oh, I, I, I probably need to start working. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll work, maybe I, I don't sure. Yeah, so there's always uh, there's always some opportunity that knocks on the door, and maybe I will I will try for it. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you some quick questions. Uh, it's quick, but you don't need to answer quick. Um, so advice for your 18 year old self, and place us where you are at. Good or bad? Okay. Uh, I think I wouldn't have any advice. I think. No. I think I think I live life with no much regrets. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think if I'm if I'm looking at my own self, yeah, I'll say just do what you're doing, and, uh, oh, and yeah, I mean, I, I mean it might not be the right decisions yeah. at, at all points really? of time, but you know you 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 learn to to make the correct those decisions along the way. So that's what I think. Or I even like eat breakfast while you climb. Oh, that okay, okay. <laughs> eat breakfast, and I mean, oh, I mean, you learn the mistakes, right? You you right. learn from your mistakes, and then you don't do the stupid things, the stuff again. Yeah. guys, you know, yeah, yeah. the best guys. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, is there any books or documentary that you recommend? Uh, if people want to get started on mountaineering or trekking or climbing, then they should, of course, they should read the the Bible of mountaineering, which is uh, uh, into into thin air. Into thin air. Uh, it's talking about the nineteen ninety six Everest disaster, and yeah, I mean, there was a show on it also recently. Okay. Uh, so it, it just lays out. The dangers of climbing and and what exactly they wanted they want if they want to do climbing, they must be willing to take the risk. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I mean the, the risk that they would die. Yeah. So that is something they can they can start reading on. Uh, it's a good book. Uh, also, uh, I read this book called uh, Mountain Madness. Mountain this Madness. this guy that uh, also died in the nineteen ninety six disaster. Well, well, this, but, 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 but but they wrote a book about him. I oh, think okay. it's a it's a it's a biography. Someone, Someone wrote it for him. Okay, okay. Uh, but it's all just talking about his life and uh, how he also uh, just live his life with passion and follow his dreams uh, to climb, yeah, regardless of uh, the situation, you know. Uh, oh yeah, wait, there's another book. Oh, there's another book. Uh, there's, a Singapore, there's a Singapore mountaineer. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a Singapore adventurer. Yeah. He's quite famous. Uh, his name is uh, Kushi Chow. Kushi so I, I read, all, I read most of his books. I mean, most, I think he has four books or five books, I think. Right. But I read most of his climbing stuff. Yeah. One on uh, the seven summits, and the most recent one is on K two. So he attempted K two, and he was he was writing about his, his uh, life like, I mean how he survived the mountain, because one out of four people dies on the mountain. So if there are four of us, one of us is gonna die, on for sure hundred percent. Like twenty five percent, you will die. How do people want to go die? Because 
That's the thrill. That's the thrill of climbing. You you never know what you can explore. Where's this K2 thing? It's in Pakistan. So it's, it's the second highest mountain in uh, in the world. But it's actually more dangerous than Everest. If you compare the statistics, yeah, yeah, it is tougher. Yeah, I mean just the face. Because if you if you if you trip or you fall or whatever, your body will be a base camp. You know, in pieces. Uh. Isn't there any ropes? No. There will be some ropes, but if you unclip and you you miss your step, then you're gonna fall. And certain death, confirm. Certain death. Certain death. Yeah. So that that was one of the books. Uh, he's right. His book is K two by Hu Xiu Chao. That was one of the four who survived. Yeah. As in, he submitted. Uh. Yeah. But that season that he climbed, I think some Koreans they died also. You know what? You know what's crazy is that like, I never know it is that risky. Cause you know like, okay, maybe like this is the last time I'm gonna talk to you. You know, it, it could just be that situation. Yeah, it could happen. Even I had a friend, uh, he, he also passed away. Uh, he was my army uh, friend. Actually, he was not my army friend, he was from my secondary school. Yeah. He was my senior. And then he went to Australia to study, and then he went to New Zealand to climb. And then uh, he actually died when I was in OCS. So I, I was messaging him on Facebook, and then he never replied. So oh. I was like, why, why is he not replying me? Yeah. So I sent another reply, and then after that, one of the training days, I was just looking through Facebook. And there was a post and saying that he had died on uh, in, in Mount Aspiring. So he fell. Yeah, he fell the, the height of uh, I think five Singapore flyers. So all the way down. Yeah. So tragic, but uh, yeah. But I mean, I, it, it keeps me uh, grounded. Uh. Yeah, yeah. If you have a bus poster anywhere, uh, I mean, you you can design it. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or MRT, you know, MRT carriage. Uh, what what would you put on it? Eat your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think it would be good to say uh, one life, live it. Yeah, you know, you only have one life. I mean, people. I mean, the the reason why I'm climbing for cancer is because people die every day. I mean, thirty seven people in in Singapore are diagnosed with cancer every day, and they don't get to live beyond like two to three months. They die within that the, the period of time. So they get to live, they, they get to, they are trying to live their life. Yeah. So that's why I, I would like to, I mean, it's not all about chasing the money. It's not about the red race. It's not about education. I mean, it is about, I mean, it's about getting enough money to, to survive. But it's also doing what you want yeah. and being passionate about what you do. Mm. When you think of the word successful, who came into my, your, your mind and would you define, how would you define successful? One of the people that I, I feel that is successful to me is uh, I, I think the same guy that uh, I look I look up upon, which is the guy called Kushu Chow. Because he Do you meet him? I met him, he we are friends. So but he's he's quite nice, he's a very nice guy. Uh he's humble. Uh but he has done Everest three times. He has climbed K two, uh and then he has done the seven summits, he has done the North and the South Pole. Yeah. So, but then, but then again, he's he's married with with kids. Uh, he has two kids, amazing kids, and uh, so to me, I mean, even though he risks his life every time, uh, but he he dares to do what he wants to do. Uh, he's afraid. I, I believe he's afraid sometimes. Everybody has fear, uh, but he handles that fear quite well. Uh, and then he also has a business. He 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 brings people on trips. To, to similar mountains, but smaller mountains like uh, Kilimanjaro and stuff like that. Yeah. So he has a business, he does what he wants, uh, he has a family, and he has a, he has a balance. Uh. Wow. Yeah, but if, if I were to do it myself, I would not risk so much 
uh, after a while because the family you know family because the, the the children is young they are young yeah. and, you know there are certain things to prioritize i guess um so but to me that is uh, one of the one of the people that i define as a success in terms of pursuing his interests what are some of the most common misconception about you or your work people usually ask me like uh, are you afraid to die <laughs> of course yeah uh, they, they think that uh, it is a very uh, irresponsible kind of activity or a job or a career. But I mean, for now, it's not a career yet. It is still in the, it's still quite premature. Um, but people always think that it's very dangerous and all that kind of stuff. But if you look on the, the bright side, uh, you get to see what nobody can see. I mean, you see the world. Yeah, so... Only you can explain to yourself. I mean, you only you know that you have seen that. You can't explain to people, oh, I've seen this place, I've seen that place. They will never understand unless they're there. So that is one of the, I guess, one of the things that they, they will not understand. They will not uh, know what I feel. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So and, and so maybe another thing is maybe, uh, so now I'm in the crossroad of my life, right? So like my parents, not my parents, but maybe my aunties, or maybe my mom's friends will ask, so what, what is your son doing? Uh? Uh, is he going to look for a job after he graduated from NTU? Then? Yeah. So usually that kind of questions. Yes, yes, yes. Then you try so hard to explain to them, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, I'm doing this because I want to do it yeah. for my passion, you know. Yeah. But they, because maybe they are the older generation, they might not be able to understand. Yes. Yeah, it's only the current generation of people that will understand much more from the inside what you're trying to do. Yeah, I mean in Singapore. How do you deal with the aunties then? Uh, just try your best to explain to them or not turn up at all. Yeah, <laughs> so usually Chinese New Year, sometimes I will not be there. I, I mean, sometimes, oh, wow. sometimes, sometimes. Okay. Because I, I well, run, trips, I do the I run trips also. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth, right? It, I mean, it's a hassle to explain yeah. to everyone. I just say, I'm, I, I, get, I got so tired. Um, I mean, that was before I started my business, right? Because I never know it's going to like be okay successful or not. So I never want to jinx it. So I just like, oh, um... Nothing, uh, nothing. I'm uh, just relaxing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what then again, the thing is, the good thing is, uh, after a certain period of time, you are good at it. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you appear on newspaper and stuff like that. People, people who don't believe in you now become your followers. But which is funny though, right? Yeah, so they're like, oh, this guy is, is good. I mean, I, so sometimes I really don't get it because is it because of the newspaper or? Uh, actually, we, I mean, I try not to affiliate myself with somebody that's appeared in the paper. I'm just a normal guy. Uh, but I guess it helps to create some credibility for, for the people who don't understand. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Okay, so I think to wrap it up, uh, where can people find you on the internet and um, donate and you know, say hi and, and all that good stuff? Uh, you can find me on the internet. Just Google my name, uh, Jeremy Tong. Oh, first- you, you see some links from there. Okay. Uh, the Probably some articles then. Also, you can, if you want to donate, you can donate. You just Google Everest for Cancer. Everest. 2017 and the first link you can donate over there. And that's you? That's me. That's my portal. Yeah, and then if you want to find more uh, blogs and stuff like that, you can just uh, you can just find from there. It will all be there. Okay. What was the, what's the link so I can link it later? Uh, so, my blog is called Jeremy Tong Climbs. Okay. Uh, WordPress.com. And then, uh, of course, I have my websites, uh, Everest for Cancer yeah. 2017.weebly. Yeah. And then I also have uh, Facebook pages. Yeah, so they can, they, you can find me there. Well, thank you so much. Uh, good luck.
finding sponsors and you know. Yep. Well done, it's a wrap. Yep. Woo. Chop chop. Thank you guys. Oh, not bad, huh? Good, huh? Good, good timing. Good time, good time. Sweet. If it doesn't work, how? We take it. We take it. We take it. How base like that? Hey guys. You survived the second episode of Misfits. Thank you for staying throughout uh, this episode. All the show notes, links to books, shows, movies can be found on the website. It's um, brianvictor.com. So it's B-R-Y-A-N-V-I-C-T-O-R.com. So this is a personal project that I'm experimenting, actually. All costs uh, is coming out from my pocket and for people who are willing to donate their time uh, to this uh, episode. So if you like it, I have a favor to ask. Uh, I make a bet to hit 1,000 email subscribers by the end of the year. So please share with your friends who you think might benefit from it. Come to the website, subscribe, put your email down. All new episodes will be sent via email, so you'll be the first one to get it. Again, thank you so much. I will see you soon.